Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. Thank you so much for stopping into the Housing Hour today. Have uh, Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. We are so grateful for the opportunity to have you guys come in. And um, it was really nice having Bob in. I, I tell you, Bob has been around for a long time and he's done a great job uh, with as the voice of the Vols and um, his time with the United Way. I tell you, it's one of those um, people that when you think of the United Way, whether or not uh, he uh, thinks this himself. He represents the United Way very, very well. And I tell you, um, they're, they're just doing some great work uh, through, through the United Way. And um, today, actually, we have in studio as well, which I think is one of the um, principles to why it is that Susanna's house has become what it is. Now, she has a lot of volunteers and she has a lot of people helping. Um, but we have Rebecca Fetzer. Is that how you actually say That's it? right. Is that how you say it? Okay, yeah. good. Well, there you go. Um, she's in studio with us, Rebecca. Thank you so much for taking time to come out today. Well, thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And you you and Bob are good friends. And you guys, we saw each other in passing. It was a nice uh, a time there for you guys a moment, just catching up for a second. And Bob was an important piece of helping you get involved with the United Way, I understand, a little bit. Bob was. Uh, he actually called me up one day and he said, hey, have you have you ever thought about applying for United Way funds to help out Susanna's house? Mm. And so I said, well, yes, but I'm not real sure how to do it. Yeah. And so Bob actually took me over to United Way one day and, and we talked to principals over there and I learned a little bit more about how to how to make that application process, and so we we dove in head first and that's did it. That's cool, and that's exactly yeah. how Bob actually put it. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, so Mark and I had the opportunity yesterday. Mary uh, from the United Way took us to Susanna's house. Susanna's house is over in Mechanicsville area uh, yeah. in Knoxville. And it's in the heart of an area that um, it's a beautiful area. You can just just right around the the hill there. You can see, um, you know, the whole downtown area. It's yeah, incredible. The, the first time the I was the first time I was ever up there, I went around to the back of the property across the street and mm. and was able to see the entire city. And I no just kidding. thought I was just reminded of a actually of a scripture when Jesus wept over the city mm. and I looked out over the city and I thought, well, you know, we've got to do this thing mm. and this is where we're going to do it. That is awesome. And Susanna's house has a mission and their mission. Um, if you want to talk about it, but my, my whole thought when I was uh, walking through there and listening yesterday, um, I felt that your heart was not just in the right place, but it was motivated for helping and talk a little bit about Susanna's houses, what, what their mission is. What's your mission? Our mission is to help women who are struggling with addiction to opioid drugs and their children mm. uh, to to get clean and sober from those drugs and to be able to be the parents that their children need. Um, we were motivated by the crisis that was escalating in Knoxville four years ago mm -hmm. when uh, the opioid crisis certainly has, has skyrocketed. Uh, so many pregnant women have been caught in that, and babies are being born who are um, afflicted with neonatal abstinence syndrome, mm. which is a it's a very difficult withdrawal period that that newborn infants go through. Mm. Yeah, and you mentioned yesterday um, briefly that you know we've not even been able to study so far really what the effects are for a child who has went through that right um, long term long term. Right. Mm -hmm. 
But what you guys really are, are prepared to do is to care for that child after they've went through the, the, the medical side of it. But while the mom is going through education, uh, therapy, and other life-building skill learning opportunities, you guys are caring for that child. Exactly. And, and that's talk a little bit about how that works. So we have um, we we do have an intensive outpatient program for for these moms who are struggling. Um, we have licensed therapists who come and who who work with our moms full time um, on their issues. We have classes for them. We have two meals a day, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, when they come for classes. And then while they're doing that, then we have the children in childcare, mm-hmm. and they're in. The, we have two different areas for them. We have a nursery area for the little bitties mm-hmm. who are not walking yet. And then we have a preschool area for, for babies after they're walking. Mm-hmm. And so we're working on, on, on developmental things with them as we go also and, and want to even be able to focus more on the trauma that they have gone through and, and on some educational things that they're going to need to succeed in life. Mm, and you mentioned too that you know during the school year, you know it's it's pretty manageable because you have mm-hmm. a set amount of <laughs> zero to five or six year olds or you know whatever that age bracket is. Mm-hmm. You know during the summertime, you mentioned you had thirty seven children. You know one week or one sort of season, um, and so you're able to. And I, we 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 visited you know your your operation, and you have a great area for your infants. You have a great little play area for for your for your toddlers, yes. um, and then you also have a, an incredible playground area in the back that mm-hmm. really is a great environment for people who are, are who are of need of spiritual healing. Right. Um, and you're an intensive outpatient treatment yes, center. Is that what you basically are? That's and what we And how are. much do you charge the people to come? We charge zero dollars mm-hmm. and zero cents. There you go. They will never get a bill from us for anything. Yeah. Uh, our childcare is free. Our meals are free. Our treatment is free. Uh, and we don't charge their insurance either. How are you able to do that? The only way we're able to do that is with people like United Way, mm. with uh, individual donors who are so in love with Susanna's house and in love with the moms there that they, they're generously giving to mm. us. Churches in the area, different uh, community organizations and sororities and so forth in the area Mm -hmm. who are giving to us out of their hearts and out of their heartbreak. Mm. Well, when we walked through, um, Mark and I were down in the, um, you have an area, it's sort of a a, a little store for the moms and they have Susanna Bucks Mm -hmm. and they have an allocated amount and they can purchase items for their child. And, And I thought it was amazing. And Mark um, because of the visit, he's now partnered with his wife and his wife now has a van full of stuff, I think is what you t- told me. Yeah. <clears throat> she loves to collect, yeah. uh, new clothes mm-hmm. for, and to, to give to any organizations that, you know, willing to, they, they've given, uh, I think 2,400 pounds of new clothes and sent them to Honduras to an orphanage down there. Wow. My, my wife and her, uh, our daughter. So. They're That's interested awesome. in doing that. And that that is a great ministry, and we're very mm-hmm. excited to partner with, with your wife on this, this because— yeah. uh, She's a shopper. Uh, <laughs> she's a professional shopper. That's right, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I think it's great because, um, I mean, really that's how we do this and you hear of a need and, you know, if God calls you to do that and, and you feel that stirring in your heart, then, then you, you take the action steps to do it. And I could tell Mark was on a mission. He took a couple of pictures and then I I know that your wife is jumping all over it, but back to Susanna's house, you know, when you walk into the home, 
and you, it really feels, and let me ask you why you did this first and foremost. I kind of think I know, but let me ask you, you feel like you're coming into a home and Susanna's house. What was the philosophy behind that? You know what? A lot of our moms didn't, didn't have much of a home Hmm. when they were growing up. And so we wanted to provide a place that would be absolutely open and loving and not judgmental for these moms because my goodness, when you think about the things that they have gone through, the traumas that they have experienced in their lives, they need a place where they can relax and know that they're safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the safety factor too. And, you know, Knoxville is a very safe community. Certainly there's pockets of areas, but you just, I felt very comforted and, and safe in, in, mm-hmm. in that home. And I mean, you, you're up sort of on a hill. You, like you said, you can, the sun sphere is right there. You can see it's beautiful up there. And it was warm. We yeah. felt the warmth and the love when you walked in and all the rooms, they were just laid out. I just felt really mm-hmm. comfortable. So it I mean, does have, I mean, you could feel the air conditioning too. I'm just kidding. It was cool. I know what you meant. Um, <laughs> and, and the other thing, when you go through, so you, you walk in and you have this beautiful um, little sort of foyer area, but it's sort of like a living room is what it feels mm-hmm. like. And you have the fireplace, I believe right there with the, with the beautiful paneling and, and then you go further and then that's where your dining room is. Right. And so the dining room has the original hardwood floor. You really feel like it's just like you mentioned a home and that's where the ladies will actually congregate for breakfast and other meals. Correct. Right. And their and their children too. And mm. all of our staff, we all eat together at lunchtime. And so right. we always invite people who are interested in seeing Susanna's house to come mm-hmm. at lunchtime on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, because that's when we're all free there meal, together. Free meal for your mark, if yeah. you want Free to meal. So you, and we have an excellent cook. Oh, <laughs> I was going to ask you if you're the one cooking. I am not. That's she the one thing everything. I don't do. <laughs> yeah, she does a lot of things. Well, and as we were touring, I was um, getting to know Rebecca a little bit, and <clears throat> she is a licensed therapist as well. I think yes, that's what you said. Yes. So you have not just the, the <clears throat> management of the home, but you also uh, wear several other hats. I mean, what you sort of have to do, I mean, mm-hmm. you're a, a three for three years. You're a fairly new. If you were to look in terms of age, you're a fairly new organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and with that comes a lot of learning. Um, and so what I'd like to do too, is as we go through just learning more about you is to talk about what your vision is for the future. Um, I think that the vision for your future from what Mark and I talked about is really, really amazing. And I think it's going to be a a great impact for the, not just, not just the ladies that are affected, but also the children as well. So we're going to continue talking with Rebecca from Susanna's house, and we're going to get more information about that right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I am your host. I'm here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are so thankful um, to have this five-part series on the United Way. Had Bob Kessling just in the previous couple of segments. And now we have Rebecca from Susanna's house. Um, and really been a great experience. And I'm so thankful that um, yesterday she just 
uh, you know, it was like four o'clock and she said, yeah, come on over. And she gave us the whole tour and, and Mark and I plan on going back too because I'd love to be over there and sort of see things in motion. Um, it was great to see what was going on. And um, I wanted uh, for you, Rebecca, to talk a little bit about um, some of the other things that you provide that uh, your mother's. Um, and then maybe also, what do you, what do you want to do in the future? Because you're you're an intensive outpatient currently, but you have some some ideas. You feel that you're being led to take out take on uh, next. Absolutely, we we provide for our moms a a thing called the the four stages of change methodology. Mm-hmm. And in each of those four stages of change, the mom has a number of activities that she has to do or things that she has to produce that are part of her recovery. And uh, so we use all kinds of recovery skills that they have and relationship skills and those kinds of things that are in, in those four stages of change. They move from one stage to another. And by the time they get to the end, we want them to be able to have um, the educational skills that they need, the job hunting skills that they need. We want them to be working. We want them to have their driver's licenses back if they've lost their driver's license. We want them to have some kind of transportation. We want them to be able to parent their children in the way that they need to. So those those are the that's that's the program basically that we have there now. Mm-hmm. And you, when you talk about the future and, and and encompassing like this, this is a huge deal because if a if a mom comes in, she's really mm-hmm. sort of laying her heart out, saying, I, "I want help. I want to be a part of this. I want to." I want to commit to this right. and sometimes committing to something. And I always remember Inky Johnson. He would always say that, you know, a commitment, making a commitment is really long after the mood that you made it in has left. Mm-hmm. That's what staying committed is, you know, and being part of the process, not just the product. The product is great, but the process is most important And your process. The four steps of change, that's so vital. And you told us an alarming statistic yesterday, which was that 18 months it takes for um, a, a, a lady's or a woman's brain to start healing from to begin these, the healing to process. Even begin the healing right. process. So this is a long process. So yeah, we're not a we're not a twenty eight day program. We are a right. much longer pr- uh, process. Each woman takes it as she needs to. However mm. long it takes her to do it is what it takes her to do it. Right. Um, our moms are highly motivated. They're mm. highly motivated, and and they they are committed to change, and they are committed to being the moms that their kids need. Yeah. And there's so much more to the story, but I remembered you telling us a story as well when you had, um, I guess you've, you, you have the property, you're standing maybe in the living room and, and, and it was just sort of the moment where you started to reflect, you know, this is what, what, what's, what do I do next? Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about the story that you, you told us yesterday, okay, well, please. Yeah. I, I was standing out on the front porch and, and the building was basically torn up because we, we came in and re, refurbished it. It had belonged to the, uh, to the Wesley house community center previously. Mm-hmm. And so we came in, we were refurbishing the, the, the building and it was all torn up. And I was standing there just thinking, you know, we have so many things we need to do and, this is a great idea, but oh my goodness, how in the world are we going to ever pull this off? Mm-hmm. And as I was standing there thinking about that, praying about that, a couple of dragonflies started flying around my head. And mm-hmm. I I felt like that was a strange thing because I hadn't seen anything like that since I was a little girl at my grandmother's house and she had a creek that went by her house. And so I didn't think too much more about it. But then the next day I was in my backyard and a dragonfly came and lit mm-hmm. on the back of a chair. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, then a couple of days later, I was driving down Grigsby Chapel Road and a couple of dragonflies were flying over the windshield of my car. And so I was just like, well, what is, was, is God trying to say something to me in, in this? Mm. And I remembered a story that was told by Walter Brueggemann, who is a great theologian and, and a wonderful storyteller as well. But he told the story of, a, of being in his boat one day and a, a black beetle being on the back of his boat. And he went on fishing, turned around later and looked at the black beetle and the back of the beetle broke open and this beautiful, translucent dragonfly came flying up out of the back of the beetle. And mm. as it turns out, the life cycle of the dragonfly is is that. It lays eggs in the water. It becomes a little swimming nymph thing. And then that nymph becomes a black beetle that floats on the water, crawls up out of the water, and has to have sunshine in order to hatch the dragonfly. Mm-hmm. It's the oddest thing. You know, it's one of those nat- uh, thing, uh, weird things in nature. And I was told... Earlier this week, that the dragonfly has actually been on the planet longer than the than the uh, uh, dinosaurs were. Wow! So that's crazy. But anyway, he he said at the time when he told the story, if God would do that for a lowly dragonfly, would God surely not do something like that for us? And so I thought about our mm. women and the transformation that they go through, and I felt like the dragonfly was a great metaphor for their lives and what they're going through. Yeah, and you themed a lot of the areas and a lot of the rooms. Mm-hmm. You have one on your on your necklace and um, mm-hmm. with the dragonfly. And I'm sure that you teach the ladies that story and tell them about it. And and I also thought about you mentioned the sun shining on the beetle, and that's really what I see Susanna's house is doing is is providing that sun to help the transformation occur. Because without the sun. Um, you're not going to have transformation. You'll just stay kind of where you are. You'll just stay and, a black beetle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I just really was Im- impressed by that because, you know, you always want to have a reason for believing. And and most people have a story in their life that, that affected them, sort of that, that, that pivot in their life. You know, they have that fork mm-hmm. in the road. And I'm not saying this was your fork in the road, but for some ladies who hear that story, by golly, that could motivate them in such a way that it could be a fork in the road for them. It could be. We actually have a group there on Thursday afternoons called the Dragonfly Group. Mm. And the girls themselves named it, and the girls themselves run that group. That's cool. So it's a 12-step group that they that they run. and uh, so, so, yeah, they get it. Mm. They totally get it. Now, let's talk in the remaining moments mm-hmm. about the future of oh, Susanna's wow, yeah. house. Because we don't have much time left. We have just three minutes. But, okay. Um, you're intensive outpatient treatment that you're currently doing of course you would prefer that to be an inpatient treatment where you can just be there and you can have them there all night and you can protect them in that way but sometimes everything doesn't exactly go the way you want it but you know that god has a plan talk about what your what your vision for the future is and what steps you've taken and what we can do to help okay well we have some property next door to Mm -hmm. Susanna's house right now that we feel like is big enough to house probably maybe 16 women and their children Mm -hmm. um and we really want to be able to build on that property um that's that's the one of the primary things one of our our biggest uh, motivators for these women being able to change is having them in a safe housing situation mm, and a place where it's transitional type housing. And then um, probably the other thing program wise is that we're really wanting to focus in on, on our kids and to be able to do this trauma, trauma informed preschool program. Mm. So it's really a two part set. Right. And in, in, in what you said is profound because it's a holistic approach to helping mm-hmm. the need. And there's a there's there's a, a physical sort of a medical need 
but then there's also a spiritual need as well. And you're really right. treating both of those. We are. We ha- Our program, and I'm very proud to say this, is faith-based and is also mm-hmm. evidence-based mm-hmm. so that we, we do the, the best treatment that we can find anywhere. And we also are able to talk about God and, and what God can do in their lives as well. And, and they can't do it without both. Yeah, I like the fact that you said that because the evidence-based is important because you know, the fact is we have um, a lot of, of data on what can help people um, recover and, and what we can do, at, you know, as an organization like yourself to make effective change. Mm-hmm. So there's the faith aspect of it, which you believe, you you know, God's going to take care of you. But then, like God said, and in, in, in I heard this um, story, you know, you say, yes, I'll help you move the mountain, but here's the shovel. <laughs> you didn't realize the shovel was laying there. So he's going to give you the tools to do and make effective change. And so that's where the evidence based comes in. Mm-hmm. And so you have people on your staff, licensed uh, individual therapists. The ladies re- are required to go to at least one yes. per week. Yes. And we you've do. had we great have, success. We have licensed therapists and we have a, a full-time social worker who helps with the wraparound services too mm-hmm. for all the women, the housing needs and the clothing needs and the food needs and all that. Well, I tell you, um, and I, I speak for Mark, I guess, since we're running out of time, uh, it was really a, a, an inspirational uh, afternoon that we got to spend with you. And I'm sorry if I took too much of your time, but uh, no, really, thank you so much for yeah. coming. We, we love to have people come. Yeah. And we, we, we plan it. to do more of that. Thank definitely. you so much. And, and Rebecca has been kind enough to give us her time. Rebecca Fetzer with the minister of discipleship, but she wears more hats than just that. She's at Susanna's house. We'd love for the opportunity to tell you more about that and the United way. And we're going out to the big orange song of Rocky top. Hopefully they're beating Georgia right now, but either way we're thankful And we'll see you next time right here on The Housing Hour. That's The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.